We are in the cup. Back page team. The, ticket of, the cost of Arsenal tickets are Matt. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. For no success. <laughs> Anyway, Mike's. Yes. You know, we want to get back to you and knowing you a bit more. When was the first time um, you fell in love with football? Like, when? Where was it when you said, you know what, I'm in love with this game? Um, I, was, I think I was four years old. Yeah. Now, my dad, my dad has always been in love with football, so he was trying to get me to watch football bars. I liked just playing lots of different sports as a kid. Yeah. And then he took me to Old Trafford one day, and I felt like the atmosphere around. I was like, yeah, this is wavy. Mm -hmm. Plus, I was quite good as a football as a kid uh, um, playing football. So. Okay. So, what football experience do you have then? Um, in terms of trying to make it, I had one, two trials. Um, uh, one was for Spurs. Okay. But I was like seven. Yeah. And when I was 10, it was for um, Dagenham. Okay. But that one I didn't take seriously at all. Like, mm. I, just, I just messed about when I was in year five, year six. Yeah. I wasn't really behaving well and all that, so that didn't really go anywhere. Um, after that, I mean, I played for a team called Royal Falcons, which was like local. Yeah. But I started to gain a passion for like watching football in like a, just like in a coach standpoint. I don't know how it happened. Like, my uncles, my dad, my mom started calling me manager because I used to like, <laughs> I used to just watch games and be talking about players differently as if like I'm a coach or something. Yeah. And it just, it, it stuck with me. Yeah. So when I hit college, I mm -hmm. used to just go back to my old school and talk to my PE teachers and be like, you know, it's a way I can get into coaching and that. Uh, when I got my A-level results, mm -hmm. um, I was supposed to do accounting, missed out by like 10 UCAS points or whatever. Oh, mad. Um, so I'm just going through clearing that C, football coaching, and sports psychology, I was like, you know what? I right, let me throw my name in the hat in it. And then I got an email for five minutes saying, do a, a slideshow talking about what you know about football, blah, blah. Yeah. Got in there and that's it. So um, do you have um, your football coaching badges? Right now I'm on my level two. Okay. Um, I'm preparing to get ready to pay for my UEFA B coaching yeah. course. Um, I'm staying at level two now because what I want to do is I just want to add a lot more um, knowledge to my game yeah and then be able to go into those courses and say stuff like what i've done in spain and what i've done here yeah i've been to spain i've been to denmark i've been to greece and i've just been at different places and mm -hmm. watched different teams whether it's going to games or just like emailing the coach and saying hey can i come for an hour and yeah. see what you're doing and um yeah it's all about just adding to what i know because if i want to make it in the game apparently on these courses they ask you what you've done yeah not just getting your course getting the course done getting your certificate and then doing nothing for some time and saying oh let me go back to it you need yeah. to do something win the game you know yeah so that's what i'm trying to do every day just become a better coach and eventually build a team around me mm -hmm. so that when i have that ambition to become a manager yeah i have people around me that i want to add to my team and okay say, let's yeah. go together um, so you just obviously you said that you've um, gone to Denmark. Actually, we've gone everywhere in Europe, and you've obviously coached here. What are the what are the differences? Um, what are the different coaching styles, or what are the differences between England and the other countries in terms of yeah the style of coaching? I'll do England and Spain. Okay. In terms of development of children, yeah, Spain is so far ahead. Yeah, and you can hear that from forget about just the coaches, the, the children themselves. From I say from the age of seven to about thirteen, yeah, their maturity levels compared to the youths over here, yeah, is on a whole new level. Like explain, explain. The, the way they take their football seriously, the diets, mm -hmm. the um, 
the way of living okay. is on a whole new level when you're in the game. Okay. Like it's so clear. So you see when you say like the in terms of like diets and the way um, the kids approach the game. Yes. There um, is that because maybe um, their families are taking it very um, seriously as as they are. Would you say that kids here are? Um, I don't know. How can I say it? Um, Jerry or Lola? Here with the kids that like, you've taken it here okay like for me personally um, when I was growing up um, in terms of like my parents take like taking me seriously about football mm. they wouldn't really take me that seriously so it's like would you say that that would be like uh, a domino effect in terms of like diet and how they're approaching the game and how they're approaching their career Spain as a country in general, just look after themselves better. Okay. If you compare it to the obesity levels here and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no comparison. Like, England is clear and clear by a long shot. Yeah. Um, in Spain, is it, they've got certain areas where things are grown naturally. Um, people are allowed to buy land at cheap prices to grow, to grow their own crops of foods and uh, fruits, vegetables, all that sorts. Um, and then in terms of how the players and all that stuff, this, the, how they live and all that is... So like you know how you in Brazil, you say from Brazil like kids go grow up in the favelas. So yeah. Football is all they have. Yeah. In Spain you have more, but you still treat football as if it's your number one. Yeah. So if you have the talent, not only are your family gonna back you, but your school's gonna back you, mm-hmm. your community's gonna back you. Over here, does community back you so much? I wouldn't say so. Oh, this guy's a great footballer. Your boys will be like, yeah, yeah, you're good, you can make it, blah mm-hmm. blah. But then what do they do to help around you? Like okay. what what no, helps no you? Science, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. What helps what helps mold you into not only a footballer but a, a good human being, someone mm-hmm. that grows up and knows how to live and be respectful and all that. They help every, everyone helps. Yeah. So where I'm living now, there's a couple of footballers there that play for some teams. Um, some play for professional teams, some semi-professional, but everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And everyone helps those children grow together. And there's no sort of you know one because one is like clear in england if you have a a talent that's really really clear even if someone is i don't know let's say three levels lower than someone Mm -hmm. in spain spain the spanish clubs still take that boy or that girl because they find things about them and say yo come to the team we can help you mold into the better player and then you'll become star so um you being a coach like how can um this country in terms of coaching improve in terms of like from grassroots how can that improve you know what I, I genuinely don't know okay because England is always five years behind go on Manu can I ask you a question yeah you see like in terms of like the development me personally I think the system and how football developed from grassroots here is a joke is. personally I think it should be slightly like the American system where it comes from within like school so again community so yeah. there's a school down the road, they're connected, for example, to Arsenal and all the surrounding ones obviously around here were mm. mm-hmm. the kind of thing. And so then you've got kind of a pathway and you're also looking at all the kids within an area. It's so funny that you said that. Unlike now, whereas if your parents can't afford to get you, you know, to sign up to a club, yes. you're already at a disadvantage. Yes. It's so funny that you said that because we you spoke about it in like one of the YouTube um, like football and stuff because yeah. I was saying that like you were saying the whole um, American system is that that's a better way to track um, their progression because yes. it shows their stats yes. and all of that but because here it's um, you have to either do your own groundwork or you have to 
kind of go to a grassroots team hoping that your on either your Saturday league or your Sunday league uh, scout will you know will come there. Yeah. But I think nowadays, you know, there's no scouts anyway. So so then how how do how do kids get to the to, to these places? You see you see what um, America does with the NBA and yeah. um, college basketball. You see they they're already on screen. So we knew about LeBron James before he became the biggest yeah. the biggest star in boxing mm. in boxing in basketball. Yeah. Um, in, and what you're talking about, the grassroots, the community feel. So I'm living in Zaragoza. If they've got a talent that they feel isn't going to make it there or is better than what they have, they don't just keep it under wraps. They tout to every other club in that country. Oh, okay. Because if he's not good enough for Zaragoza who are in the second division, they might, he might be good for someone else in that second division or in a lower division, mm. and that can be your come up. Is an opportunity? If you are clear and they know, for example, Barcelona's two hours away via train and there's a very strong chance that a coach or a scout can come there and see you, they get ahead and say, hey, we've got this player, he's signed to us. But if you want him, drop us a little fee. And they don't do stupid hacking they do in this country when you have to give loads of thousands or millions. Yeah. They demand little fees because the development of the footballer more is more important. And that's what helps Spain as a country develop talent that helps them compete in, in tournaments. So they, they help each other. That's the whole goal. Yes, Sergio Ramos was, where, did, where was he before Real Madrid? Um, um, Sevilla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sevilla. Sevilla weren't the team they, were, they are now, but they developed him. And then Madrid came in, drop us the money. They don't haggle about it and say, oh yeah, we want 40 million. Oh, you've been in 40 million, and now we want 60. They don't do that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Give us the money, here's the player. Take him, develop him, make him better. That's what they do here. Basically, in Spain, sorry. So basically, in the UK, in the UK there's just too much money involved. The, the, the money isn't a problem, it's the way it's spent. It's that, and I think with... Um, it doesn't, it doesn't trickle down here. It, it doesn't, no. It's, it's not really... To grassroots too I think, much. I think the mm. problem is as well in England as well is there is the um, thing of who you know as well. Yeah. Like, because again, like, you can go to an academy, you've been to an academy before, and you as well, and the, the centre midfielder's dad might, I mean, the centre midfielder's kid might not even be that great, but because the dad might know the, the um, academy manager, or he might know someone higher, mm. That's how guys are getting pros. And that's that might help that kid's development even more. But when you have like a child who is talented but might have, let's say, attitude problems or might have things happening at home, mm. there's nothing to shield that person from focusing on football. It's just like, okay, this person, he's he's a problem child. So we don't we can't we can't deal with that because he might not be professional enough. And that's another thing. You see how you, you, we all know it over here. You know when someone's not making it into a team, after you're released, nothing happens. Yeah. They don't help you. Yeah. So like Danny Welbeck, Danny Welbeck, Danny Welbeck was scouted by Man City. Yeah. Went to trials. They didn't like him, so they dropped him. Nothing was said. Then he luckily got a scout with uh, a trial of Man United, and you saw the video of him and this in the video yeah. saying because at that time those guys that like, had goals, gigs, all these guys, they were starting to try to learn how to coach, so they were getting involved, and he was luckily enough within that. To yeah. benefit from it, that's lucky. Yeah. That's very. Otherwise, lucky. Otherwise, he would have just been to the wayside. Exactly. Man City. Exactly. He probably would have been playing. Who's, who's closer than Bury or something? Mm. You know. So, um, in in Spain, what um club are you coaching at right now? Uh, so right now, I well, my main club is Zaragoza because I got given a contact through um someone else over there. Yeah. So I go there voluntarily to just 
see day-to-day things. So but, but what, what age are you um, coaching? Um, well, it depends. I mean, um, when I'm with the senior side, mm-hmm. I'm standing there watching, I'm taking notes. But in terms of coaching myself, because yeah. I'm also teaching them English on the side, yeah. um, the youngest one is seven and the oldest one is 11. So okay. Also, is that one-to-one? Yeah, no, sometimes one-to-one starts as a group, okay. but if it's one-to-one, I'm teaching them English through football. So we're doing um, we're doing um, drills, but I'm saying you have to speak in English, say English words, form sentences. That's how they learn. It's a fun way for them to learn and mm. learn the language and get used to it. So um, you have to try and be kind of creative on the spot with it. But once they find a way, it they they are they're great. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. But I'm not just with them. Yeah. Through their connects, they allow me to get in contact with other clubs around and just say, hey, this guy is from London. He wants to learn about our culture, blah blah. Yeah. So. Can you come? Yes. Okay, and I go. You met so much nicer. Yeah. Wait. So you mentioned you was um from seven to eleven. Is there any difference between like physical ability? With, like, they don't. Kids and they stuff? don't care about it. In England, if you're not physically yeah. like yeah, taller, like, they don't. <laughs> they don't. I will tell you this right now. If Messi was developed here, we, we no, would not have seen him. We would not have seen Messi at all. That's true. We would not have seen him at all. If you got the technical ability, that's what they care about. Good. Technical that's ability it. and wanting to play the game. Mm. No, Messi And then, no, that's a big shout. Yeah, no, but it's true. It's a big shout because. If you, if you show that you want to play the game and you have a bit of ability to you, and more than anything, they want to say that you understand the game. Yeah. It's not just about, oh, I'm a good passer, I'm this. It's where to be and who to pass to. Yeah. Yeah. That's all they want. If you show those three things, the physical side comes after. Exactly. So Gareth Bale came to Spurs um, kind of skinny. Yeah. And he built up his body bit by bit at Tottenham, mm. physically of the Premier League. Yeah. Then he went to Real Madrid and people were like, oh, look at his thighs now. Like, he's he's become one. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, no, but they don't, they're like, no, we don't build him up and say, oh, look at your muscles. And it's nothing like that. The way they train you and build up certain parts of your muscles mm. is to help your game. Okay. He's a sprinter. He's fast as hell. So why not help build up that speed even more and kick up his acceleration? build his legs mm. and how do you build his legs build up the right way so he develops into what you want him to become how many shots can he score from long range Bell was doing before at Spurs cutting in apart from the guard at West Ham where he just took one touch and the hit top corner Morris was cutting in and then maybe low drives or hitting top corner at Madrid he scores ranges of goals yeah. his heading ability wasn't that great that leap yeah. that he scored that, it was a free header in the Champions League final but that header's not easy to execute. That's true. Because keeper safety is going away from going so are you. You have to turn your body and leap a certain way to head it into that little gap. Yeah. He did it. Why? Through training. The player he became was so much better. Same thing as Ferguson said, Ronaldo was already supreme at United. He went to Madrid, he got better. How? He didn't understand himself. That's who that's that's who we call that's who we call the greatest manager of all time. And even he didn't understand because the level of coaching there different. is different. Mm. I saw a video yesterday of how he leaps now the guy leaps like an astronaut that's what they said that leap was a yeah what human being jumps like an astronaut that doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense they're talking about him leaping as if he's in space that doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense but it's the way he's trained and because he, he trains himself he's learned those things and he took up to a whole new level and you were talking about America. Look at like LeBron James did like some sort of military training to improve his physique. Mm. And I'm like, look at the guy he is now. You can't touch this man mm. when he's on the basketball court. You know what I mean? So it's just about how you develop players. But England is always behind. 
Saint Saint George's Park was built what four years ago. How many countries have had things like that? Yeah, that's true. Come on, man. And they don't even have the resources that you have. Mm. England's they, they they rave about London and England every day when I'm talking about them. Mm. They always ask me about something new about London. When I came ho- I came home a couple of weeks ago for like a week. Yeah. Went back all week. It was just London, London, mm. London, London, London. Because they rave about it, they know it. But if I tell them to come here and play football, I'm I'm killing their football dream. Mm. Yeah. I, mm. Because a lot of them with their physique wouldn't be looked at over here. Okay. So it's about just learning how to adapt. But it's good that coaches are not, teams are now allowing more foreign coaches to come here because that's how you adapt. So make more foreign coaches get into the England setup. Yeah. And take their ideas. And then take their ideas. <laughs> Still, if you have to, I don't care because it will take you from five years behind to mm. two months behind. And if you're two months behind, you can develop. So who's someone that we read about here that they say is oh okay remember when um. Uh, Jack Wilshere came into the scene. Yeah. yeah and, then Pe- and then Pep Guardiola said yeah. that Pep Guardiola said, We got loads of bullshit. Yeah, we this got whole country wolf. was rattled, <laughs> shaking in their boots. How dare Pep Guardiola talk about the, the great 17 year old Jack Wilshere like that? And now Jack Wilshere is basically Mark number 0.2. Oh, it's man. It's true. It's true. Except I would even take Mark number over him at this point because he's, reli- he's actually reliable. I would because he's actually reliable. ジャンボシンプレイザンフォーディオイジュセンディウォテックマークノーボーノーボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャンボーチャン
kids from this country to go abroad. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. If you get a chance straight away, Especially run and run fast. Owen Hargreaves was the biggest true. beneficiary of that. Okay. Owen Hargreaves was a Canadian that was English, came to England. What is for Man United? But how long did it take him to get recognition for England? If England was smart, England was so obsessed with Gerard Scholes and Lampard midfield, yeah. so much so that managers were putting Paul Scholes left midfield just yeah. so he could be in there. Ineffective. He doesn't play there. Gerard and Lampard couldn't work together. If he wanted to do free midfield instead of actually, you know, and using it rather than sticking to four four two when four four two was done long time ago and that that time anyway, put Hargreaves sitting. Or Carrick, do you have one of those two, or both of them together? Or you can put skulls in for one of them. Rotate. There's nothing wrong with that because you have someone that helps that midfield run its thing. Yeah. It's like you're watching these teams week by week. Gerald has Xabi Alonso. Before him, he had Diet Mohamed. Before, after mm. that, he had after Xabi Alonso, he had um, Mascherano. He thrived. Man I had Carrick, Hargreaves. Um. Arsenal had Gilberto Silva and Patrick Vieira. Yeah. And you're telling me you, you don't see the balance and they'll play 4-4-2. And you don't see the balance of how you should play your teams should play. Oh, come on, man. It's you're, names you're, though sometimes, isn't it? The but, names. But then when, when English clubs started playing 4-3-3 and all that stuff, Liverpool won Champions League, Arsenal got to a final, Liverpool went to the final again, May United mm. won it, got to the final, Chelsea got to a final, mm. won it, May United got to a final, lost to Barcelona, national yeah. teams going far. Because so around, you're using ideas. So roughly around like what age would you encourage um, teenagers as as to go? Or, or would you even encourage families to like up and root? As well? soon as possible. Okay. If you speak, if you're from England, you speak English. Yeah. You can thrive anywhere. I've gone to a city where the English level is not really high. Yeah. But the fact that I speak English alone has got me there. Okay. So now I'm just learning the language to make sure that I can be there and add it to my, my thing. So if I say now I want to go to, I don't know, Mexico, for example, they speak yeah. Spanish there. Mm. They speak good English there because they're right next to America. Yeah. But if I meet someone that doesn't speak English, I can speak Spanish with them. That's sick. English gets you anywhere, honestly. Mm. I'm dead teaching English. Ask me if I've ever taught English here in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I can teach them the language because I speak it. Yeah. That's all you need. I don't need no degree to do that. And then because they love football, we've got to connect. Sorted. The common ground. So if your family can speak English, forget if the kid is five years old. They're like, oh, can they settle in school? Kids are smart oh, as yeah. hell. Yeah. A kid, they can pick up languages in an instant. Like that, yeah. I used to work in West Acton two years ago. There was a girl from Colombia that spoke no English. Two months later, she's dropping English with everybody else as if she's been there her whole life. Because they learn quick. Children, when they want to learn, and they've got people around them talking it every day, they learn like it's nothing. So just help these children become the best players they can and if you know if they go to Spain or Germany or something and they want to do Podolski behavior who's Polish but say I want to play for Germany that's your own fault because you don't treat players here how they should be treated yeah if they go somewhere develop and they come back to England and be like Eric Dyer who I don't particularly rate very high but he's not a shocking player he's not mm. a great player but he's not shocking but he does the job he developed in um, Portugal and he can speak Portuguese, he can speak English, and he's a top player. Well, I like he's, he's a right player. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's about how you develop players, man. So, um, so another thing that I want to um, touch upon is because we do hear about like a lot of black managers saying that they don't get chances to coach or manage. So um, obviously you want to get to that stage where you want to manage. So how are you going to now overcome that barrier or get a look in? Because for me, it looks like it looks like 
especially in this country, football is a very gated community. It is going to be very, very tough for me if I'm mm-hmm. going to be very honest. Very, very honest. All black. They're all black. Mm-hmm. But you look at managers. Because they're working for you. Thinking that there's no black it's the work. It's, like, the, it's the worker thing. They work for you. It's like with American football. They get them to work for you. Don't let them control it. That's a big one. That's mm. a big one. Also, like don't forget there's still this sort of idea that we don't have the level of intelligence that other races have. Okay. That's a big one. So, BBC point um, put up a um, a post two days ago about who's been the worst manager of the decade. Mm. Top 10. And Chris Hewton was number one. What? Wow. Oh my bearing in, bearing in mind, was here doing nonsense and bearing in mind, Ian Holloway wow. was on the same list. Mick McCarthy was on the same list. What have they done over him? That's facts. Wow. Damn. Bear that in mind. David Moyes was good at Everton, granted. Went to May United Field, went to Sociedad Field, Sunderland Field, West Ham Field. He was not even in the top 10. Why? That's but Chris Hutton, who took over Newcastle, yeah. brought Newcastle up to the Premier League, yeah. brought Brighton up, up to yeah. the Premier League, yeah. and stayed in the Premier League. Yeah. They sacked him because they wanted a more progressive manager, even though he played the same football game Potter does. What? But why is he why is he number one? So and that's the whole that's, point. So, uh, so that's why going back to the question is that <coughs> you that you know you're going to be doing your UEFA um, B because I know that to get to do the UEFA A is a bit of a it's a like you have to be invited to do that yeah so what are the how are you going to like, overcome that I, I'm this may sound quite you know overconfident or something mm-hmm. but I know how good I am as a coach no be confident I, would, I, I know I this. know how good I am as a yeah. coach and the one thing I'm doing is uh, which I think a lot of black men just do because we have a fear which I uh, black people we have a fear obviously that when you go to other countries, yeah. you will be racially abused. Have I been racially abused in Spain already? Listen. 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 On Thursday, because yeah. I arrived back here on Friday. On Thursday, it was my last lesson, so I said, let me do Christmas party for these guys. So we're going to buy sweets. Yeah. I'll take my speakers. We'll play some music. We'll do, we'll do our thing. I went inside there. I was like, oh, I, want, I need some um, chocolate, uh, chocolate. That's what they say. Mm. The woman walked me past Kinder Bueno. She walked me past Oreos. She walked me past Mars bars. Took me straight to Congito. It's the same thing that um, Bernardo Silva oh, was goodness. doing, and I just looked wow. at her. I looked at her. I kissed my teeth and I walked out. I was like, "Listen, you think I'm a, you think I'm a mug? Like, wow. like, I asked for chocolates. I didn't tell you to go and tell me I'm Bernardo. Um, what's that? Fernand Men- um, Fernand Men- <laughs> Benjamin Mendy. Like, you know, I've had this. There's been plenty of occasions, but I don't let it rattle me because yeah. the one thing we also have to realize is we talk when someone of Popularity talks about it's just education. We always get triggered. Oh, why are you being about education? Just call it out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You have to be careful. When you go to these lands, black people are not common. Mm. And whether you like it or not, or not, one day once they get once they see a black person, they're rattled. Mm. It can be good rattle, it can be bad, bad rattled, but they're rattled. They don't know how to deal with it. There's a student that was scared to say the word negro because negro in black in Spanish is black. black yeah. But they know. Negro, as a term, was used, yeah. you know? So she looked at me and said, ah, oh, I don't want to say it. So she says noir in French for black to replace okay. it because she that. wants to be careful. I and I respect that. But I also told her, I respect that. I'm not going to change, change it, but don't get offended if someone else in your class says Negro to say black person because I know they're not trying to racially abuse me. That's what they're trying to say I am, even yeah. though I know what the, t- the term is. 
I understand. I can now tell the difference in Spain when someone's being racially abusive towards me and when someone's just saying it. Yeah. I've had a, t- a, term, a time when someone said to me abuse, in an abusive manner and I got at them yeah. because that was the right time to do it. But other stupid people, they don't have the education. Yeah. So the building I'm living in right now, I am the only black person in that building. Wow. It's 12 floors. <laughs> <laughs> but when they see me, the first week, I was like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Now it's, oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Because when I'm on the phone, they hear me speaking English with people from back home. Yeah. They're like, oh, but they also recognize the accent. It's London accent. Yeah. So they know. So it's, oh, welcome, you're from London. Okay, welcome, welcome. And that's it. They need to get to know the person. That they're very, very iffy, mm-hmm. but as the generations are growing, that will change because mm-hmm. younger generations, they're not worried about. When they saw me, it wasn't like, oh, oh, look, it's, it's negro. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. it was, oh, what is your name? Michael. Oh, okay, nice yeah. to meet you. That's, yeah. that's like maybe in Italy, because my cousins live in Italy, just outside yeah. Milan. Mm. So I'd go there more or less every other summer. And it's like they were the only black family in this small little area. So I think they were cool with them because yeah. I think it's because it's small, so they're used to them. They've been they've been there forever. Mm. So I think it's a case of they're used to them, so they don't mind. But we went into Milan, and that's when things were different. Yeah. When we went into the city part, it was different because in the country part where we were, they all know who everyone is. Yeah. So they're comfortable. It is what it is. But then we, the second we got into, we went into I can't remember where it was in Milan. It was just like you're seeing the eyes. And I think one place didn't like they were being sly by letting us into one of these cafes. I was like, okay, cool. You, got, you, you can't you, we can't be afraid it's, I, I understand why we are afraid because you don't know what can happen to us yeah my sister went on holiday to Turkey with a group of people not just black some Turkish people mm-hmm. and her hotel room was booked for her and when she arrived there the guy said her, her hotel room is not available anymore wow. and they put her in another room which was nowhere near the room that she, she ordered in the first place so I, I get it and I understand it. It's kind of the reason why I don't even want to go to Italy right now because you're seeing what's happening. Yeah. So yeah. right now I said I'm not touching Italy. I'm not going anywhere near that country. Like, cause I'm not going to go and get that kind of abuse because if it happens on a day-to-day basis, at some point I want to spark someone. Yeah. But if I spark someone in their country, who gets it? Yeah, yeah, I can say this guy really abused me. You can say anything. You know, it's a Syria. What was the What was the thing they used? They used oh, monkeys. Oh my! Say it was like, to try and say we're all equal. I actually, monkeys. I actually, <laughs> like, I don't believe. I actually can't believe that. It wasn't that. even shocking though. It's like exactly. It's not shocking. Like, no, I'm not. Do you know why that shocks me? Because they actually think they actually think that's a proper way to like a proper campaign. That's mental to me. That's the lead. That's not even a fact. That's the lead. No, but the fact that that Oh no, I'm black. But I'm saying. But the thing is with them lot is like the fact they didn't shock me was their their whatever their Syria lot. Whenever they've been given the fact that the racism happened, they never do anything about it. So I wasn't shocked by this thing either. Yeah. And that's, that's behavior, so I get it. But as a coach, if there's any other black coaches out there, if you want to pick your countries wisely, mm. I agree. Yeah. But don't be afraid to leave England and go and coach. Mm. South America, you hear about uh, this, uh, listen, I've met so many Mexicans. I work with Mexicans every Easter in England. Yeah. Five years in a row, I have not had one problem. And they always invite you to the country and they know I'm a coach and they're saying, listen, when you're ready to come, come and we'll help you do your stuff there. Awesome. Meet people. Don't be afraid. Do there's jobs you can find here that you interact with people from other countries. That in itself, you can help break that barrier. And then if you meet someone that has connects, you're already in. Mm. Yeah, let me let me ask you a question. There's nothing to, it's actually it is to do with black coaching. Mm-hmm. I just want to get your take on it because 
what I've been hearing online from Carragher, I was just absolutely annoyed. What do you think about what um, Darren Ferguson did with what's what's the it, the uh, uh, Yeah, from the most team thing. Okay. In terms of a coaching, yeah, coaching like, point okay. of view. Coach, yeah. Is there any truth to taking off a player like like, Something a player that's that, been subbed on. That 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 has happened, and I've done it before. Obviously, on a lesser scale, because I was with Hillingdon, he's with Everton. But yes, I've done that before, and I did it in five minutes. <laughs> I did it in five minutes. Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> like <laughs> so. I'm gonna be very honest because the good thing, the good thing about um, that level is that you can do rotation on and off. So okay. that was cool. so, oh, no, 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 but, but this is the whole case. So the guy I took off was really having a bad game, but I gave him about 50 minutes. And first off, he was like nervous. I said, listen, calm yourself down. But after the five minutes, I thought, you know what, he's done. Like, he's come off. So I took him off, put this guy on. I'm just talking to him. And I said, listen, watch the game. But watch the, how the other team defends, because they were defending superbly. They were fantastic. I said, just watch them. Watch how they defend, because we were attacking a lot. But when they came to us, we just crumbled. All right, just watch these guys. He's like, all right, cool. So he's watching them for five minutes. I'm watching my defense for five minutes. This guy misplaced that. The, the stupid challenges, the passing, everything was just a shambles. <laughs> and I looked, I was just looking at him. And then there was a point where we had possession of the ball and that team sat off us completely. Like they were not approaching us, no pressing. So I thought, okay, pass the ball around for a bit, build some confidence. This guy, the team's not coming towards you. Why are you knocking a long ball towards a striker who's, what, 5-5? Five, five? I was thinking, they defend, I kid you not, the defenders were 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, Your striker's 5'5, five, five, you're knocking a long ball towards him for what reason? That was the final straw. So no, when the ball went off, when the ball went off, I said, Oi, get off. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even waste time. I said, Get off. I didn't even call him his name. I said, Oi, because I had enough. And he's like, he's like, What? I was like, You're saying what's me? Get off. Get off now. And I told the guy, I told the guy, listen, you see how I defend? Don't defend like him. Get back on. Because that makes sense. That's like, because it was poor. Yeah, and that's yeah. the difference between Moiskin and the Moiskin. Because Moiskin, I'll be honest, when Moiskin came on, I don't see what he did. He was poor. But then, if you're taking him off, you have to that you as a coach have to bear in mind a couple of things. And I would do the same if it was lower level. I don't care. New to the country, doesn't speak, if any, little English. Um, 19. 19 years old, and he's already gone through a lot of Juventus. He got racially abused, and his own player, a vice captain, didn't back him. You got those four things. And you know that. And you know that. So you've come in, you're a temporary coach. He's not playing well. That's fine. You're taking him off. If you can't communicate on a level of English, I get that. Shake his hand, hug him. It's okay. Tap him on the back to let him feel like, oh, he's hugging me. He's maybe saying, okay, it's okay. Don't feel too bad about it. And if he still walks off, that's because his confidence is shot. You understand that. Let him do his thing. You completely blanked him. You didn't even look at him as he was walking off. And then when you had the press conference, because you can say in English, he can translate on Twitter. It's easy. Yeah. You go on the internet and translate it. You said it was a tactical thing because we needed um, fresh legs. Yeah. He just came onto the pitch. Richarlison had been running for so many times. He couldn't run anymore. Neither could Calvert-Lewin. So know, if you need I, fresh yeah. legs, that's BS. Personally, yeah. Do you know what my theory is on that? I just think that in a game like that and Ferguson doing well, I think he was trying to get that job permanently. Personally, yeah, do the most. Oh yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's what I think it is. I agree with that because 
I agree with you on the coach because I've done coaching and I've had like my under 14 team at a time. So when they're not doing something correct, I'll, I'll take you off. That's I haven't it. got time. I haven't got time for you to be doing a mess up because if the team's playing well and you're doing things to to disrupt the flow of the team and you've given your your um, player two to three chances to make, you need to fix up or you need to mm-hmm. come off. If they're not listening, it's time to come off. Yeah. And I'll tell them you'll sit there and look at re- I watch the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Until yeah. you understand how to play the way I'm asking you to play. Because if you don't, then that's another thing that I even tell um, the kids that I'll even coach. If you're not here on time and stuff like that, this is all, it's, it's, it, that all ties into one. The same way you would, you would train here, it's the same way you're going to play when the real game comes. And I ain't got time for that. And Yoi did that. Yoi did that. Made me a bit annoyed even more. So like next game, he had him on the bench and put him on for the rest of the game. Cool. Mm. When Abuwe was abused by the Arsenal fans because he came on, he was shocking as well. He was yeah, disgusting. I remember that one. Yeah. Right. He came off and he walked down the tunnel. But before he got down to the tunnel, Benga went up to him, hugged him, and said, "It's okay. Go back. If you go back there, go and do your thing." And they took him out of the limelight for some time. Yeah. Let it all die down because if Moise King comes on, and let's say he misses from two yards. The whole crowd is gonna kill him. Crowd media, That's everything. when it's true. Because you are that. a favourite. You're Duncan Ferguson. You're one of their heroes. I was just about to say that, you know. I was about to say maybe Duncan Ferguson's also trying to show the fans that don't worry, I have your back. Because I'm a legend and I understand what the club means to you and what the club means to me. So maybe in his mind thinking, plus one, I want this job and I can connect with the fans. Because even when um, I think Everton scored the other day, I think I saw like a ball boy jumping on him and he was yeah. like, hugging yeah. him. So yeah. That will show me that, ah. See you. I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to get the job. Yeah, because you see every single time he'll start off with his shirt on, with his jacket on. Watch it. Five, ten minutes later, shirt off, and like, yeah. it's like you're doing too much. I love my suit still. <laughs> I love my suit. I like looking dapper on the side, bro. I like it. What's his name? Lingberg. Lingberg. Yeah, Lingberg. not fly. They're not hating. Yeah, but you're, you're, no, you're, you're, you can wear. But to be honest, that like, you can wear. Club don't wear no suit. Yeah, club wear no suit. Club don't wear no suit. Club has got. He's got badges to his face. Got the point. Yeah. Freddie didn't look bad. He just he wasn't in a suit. He was in a nice top. To be fair. No, no, no. To us, it's nothing. But some clubs, some clubs. To be fair, some clubs do prefer a certain dress code. They but do I prefer I think that the higher more control you, get, you have. I think, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. Exactly. The like, more control you have and the higher you get, I think the man wants you to look dapper and mm. look. Like, Man United. You see you see how United players always walk into the stadiums, no matter what it is, with a suit yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't down to Sarah's first appointment. Mm, he said, true. he said you're going to come professional. You're going to do this and do that. And I even took part of that. Like, I was when I was at West Acton, these are kids in primary school. I'll go to their parents, listen, bring them suits. When they finish school, yeah. Straight. When they finish school, when they finish school, they got 10 minutes to get into those suits. Straight. And then when the school arrives, yeah, we're gonna stunt, we're gonna come out of nowhere. We're walking in suits, looking Straight. professional, rattle them. And you know what? Wait, hold on. Wait, so wait, sorry, just to, um, like, what is your method behind that? So people can see your thinking and, and maybe if, if, if young people do listen to this, they understand. You know what? Because the- when I was like um, 12 and or like 14. I had to wear suits, like to our mm. games. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You can test the fact that we have to wear suits. Well, because the thing is, if you see a, a squad coming in a bit relaxed, too casual, that kind of stuff, 
it's a bit like managers don't mind if you've got headphones in because some people need to listen to music to get into the game. You see how basketballers are? Yeah. Everyone's got headphones in, doing their thing, and they're 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 ready for the game. But when they're on it, they're set, they're yeah. ready. So that's not an issue. But sometimes if you're wearing a suit and you come in and you're looking so serious, you know how they used to say the game's won in the tunnel before you come out? Facts. It's that kind of impact. Facts. And people say there's a lot of old school. Sometimes you need a bit of the old school. I'm not talking like you know, someone has done something wrong, so you ban them for six months or six. I'm talking just sometimes there's a level of discipline and responsibility you need to give these these players, no matter how old they are. Let them know that you are representing your team. You represent your club. My secondary school did that. Hey, you, you go to St. Buns. Well, the schools around us think they're better than us. So you're going to represent your school properly. So when a school steps to you, you, you let them know that you are from St. Buns. So when we play games on Saturdays, we're still rocking our blazer and our shirt and our trousers and our shoes because we want you to know, oh, what well, you think work it's a weekend, so we're doing casual. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, we're here for We're here for business. So yeah, someone like yeah, someone like Chooks and AK went to my school. Jermaine yeah. Defoe went to my school. They're serious. Yeah. They balled out. Yeah. Chooks and AK didn't make it Arsenal. So where did he go? He went to Greece. Yeah. No, he went to Belgium, so he went to Belgium, played Europa League football. Everyone's like, what are you going to Belgium for? He's playing for a club that plays in Europe. What, what more do you need? Come on, look, yeah. at, look at even what, like she, um, Balassi. Balassi yeah. that went to, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where did he go again? He went to Malta. Yeah. yeah. Get me, he kind of, like I said, Balassi, I, I was in the same- He's just sporting now, yeah. Yeah, I was in the same um, training um, camp in Northwest where he used to go to. Back then, he wasn't, I won't say, and Jerry could also testify, yeah. Balassi wasn't, you know, the Balassi now. Mm. So he just said, you know what, I'm gonna go motor. And it's now game time, you get me. Yeah. And, and he worked hard. That's um, how you do things, man. You have to so yeah, man, great. Mike, I really thank you for, you know, giving us yeah, that man. insight. You know, Trust on, me, that's cool. And um, what you're trying to do, I really hope that you do get to the heights of coaching, because I do understand that being a manager, or trying to get to a manager is, going to be super hard but don't give up nah i never will thank you for appreciate coming that, down and um yeah. thank you man appreciate it and shedding light on on you know the situation over abroad and here as well um but yes moving on quickly before we actually close yesterday um we saw arsenal fans get onto robbie now i think it clear them one because those are the ones that the map the away fans are a bit different so it's like they, yeah, they are. Okay, but regardless, okay, but this is again now. It, it doesn't matter if it's away fans, home fans. You're now getting onto someone that is actually giving you a voice. Oh yeah, they're not To the point, to the point where maybe your board is actually listening to you, lot. No, 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 no. The board, not, the board is well, not listening. The board to does anyone. not care about Arsenal fans. I will be. To a point. I will be so so blunt about this yeah. because what happened yesterday was a load of BS. It was. Yeah. It was it's displaced anger. This guy. It's displaced anger. This guy went on Talksport to yeah. defend Arsenal fans' right to go on camera and say what you want about your team. Yeah. The same thing United clubs, the fans, the TV channels does. Chelsea, Spurs, yeah. West Ham. We can go as far as we can. <laughs> so many clubs do it. But because Arsenal got notoriety because of Claude and Ty and yeah. DT, that's why it's magnified more. Yeah. But all they're doing is allowing you to talk and have a voice. The same thing these same people do off camera. On they Twitter, talk the mad. most. They go on Twitter, they go into Granite Xhaka's Instagram and yeah. abuse his wife. Yeah. But yet, because Simon Jordan went on TalkSport and apparently schooled him, 
Now, once you you don't win a game, you've got a new manager. We're talking about he's, he was the first one to talk about positive energy. Yeah. Right, we've had a lot of negative energy for a long time. Let's try and bring positive. Yeah. A former player has come back to manage us. Yeah. It's his first game. He didn't even manage this game. It was nil nil. Mm-hmm. You both you both played poor. There was nothing to moan about in this okay. game. Yeah. To be completely it's honest. Yeah. Arsenal game. fan TV gap. That's the, that's why I, that's why I say, and I've been told by many coaches. Do not, as you when you make as a manager, do not listen to the opinions of fans. You can't, you can't. You are a fan yourself, but your your club doesn't listen to you because you don't know what's happening in behind and outside yeah. behind the scenes. And so you thinking that a fan channel, a man like Robbie, a simple man, yeah. just because you saw Obama take a picture with troops, suddenly yeah, yeah, he has yeah. inside knowledge. They have nothing yeah, yeah, on yeah, these yeah. players. Kalechi stays behind games, sees the players going to the bus. Oh, good game, good game, unlucky. He tried, mm-hmm. tried harder. Suddenly, his best friends with them. No, that's nonsense. Because he knows he won't be. They're both Nigerian, they're family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he knows him, they're family. Yeah. They have no in into Arsenal as a business. I, I, so they need to stop that BS. Arsenal fans, you know what, to be honest, at this point, I want Robbie to become a billionaire here. No, I do. I'm putting on the The thing is, straight up. And this is why I say. Some fans, or just some people, if you haven't actually played football, yeah, you cannot chat. You can't. You can't. Because if you haven't actually done a role in these players' positions before, don't come and chat. If you men are just FIFA man, go on FIFA and chat on FIFA or something. <laughs> go online, go online, yeah, go online and make a group chat. Get my question out there because these ones who are me. Go online and make a FIFA chat group and chat all you want. Because if you have not done the roles of these men before yet, even on Sunday league level, don't chat yeah, to anybody. These fans are being stupid and thinking, oh, Arsenal fan TV are big, therefore they're the ones who never toxicity. It's like, if you watch, if, if I don't even really watch it, but you see, I see episodes on Twitter, whatever. They are the most deluded. Arsenal fan TV are just as deluded as everyone else. When we win, they will be doing a carnival in the streets saying we're going to win the league. But, it, but, mm. but the surprise that when, when we lose, they're upset as well. But you know what? The, it's, it's, it it's what it is. They're going to be happy if you win. They're going to be sad if you lose. Mm. The, 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 issue is, the issue with social media is Arsenal fan... It's smart. If fan channels, if someone says something controversial, you're going to post that clip oh, of the yeah, video on there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say this. The people that I like of Arsenal fan TV are Claude. Yeah. A guy called Lee. Yeah. And there's another, there's another one, I forget his name. Those three, I like. It's not Troops, it's not DT, it's not... Because Troops, for example, was for weeks calling Arteta a man that just puts out cones. Suddenly he is, yeah, let's support him, he's a good coach, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But Troops makes me laugh, um, he's a bit quick copies. DT, 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 I've, seen, I've watched DT cause trouble with fans and then go on Arsenal TV saying, all the people that want to do is fight me in front of my son. You're the one that caused the trouble in the first place. I've seen all of that. Claude, it's emotional, yeah. but if you go away from the emotion and listen to what he says, it makes sense. Yeah. Lee judges comes and makes sense. Yeah. And there's another guy, he's a black guy, he's a tall guy. There's one tall, really tall guy called Goliath. I know him, he's a cool guy, <laughs> but, but it's <laughs> not him. No, that's that's, that's <laughs> his, his name. No, 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 forget that guy. Forget that guy. Forget that guy. He's not back at games. Forget that guy, man. No, but the guy is actually called Goliath because he's six foot eight. So, so when you see him, when you see him, listen, the first time I saw him, yeah, I was like, he was like, yeah, Michael, I was looking at him like, thinking, bruv, you make me feel like I'm two years old. Like, he needs to stop this. But there's another guy that's on there. Um, he's like six, I'll say he's about six two. Cool guy, big beard, he's cool guy. And he speaks the truth as well. He's not emotional, he's always rational and what it says makes sense. So when, you listen, when I listen to those guys, 
I'm like, I'm listening to good football. Of course, I listen to the other guys for comedic it's value. Mm. But of course. But you know, it's like, that fans, like I said, fans can have an opinion. Like, mm. if you're going to critique people on, on, on what you have seen and how they played that day, cool. But if you're talking from a point where you think you know about football, don't do it. Because if you haven't got your coaching budgets, yeah, don't do it. If you haven't ever played football, yeah, don't do it. You know what, Sam? Though? I think if, if if someone if someone if a fan has an opinion, mm-hmm. a fan has an opinion. No, that's no. If, yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. Like that, I, agree no, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. But I'm talking about when you're trying to tell somebody, like I was saying even last week. How to do your job? When you're trying to tell someone, this person should be here. Okay. okay. How about why don't you go and play Sunday league? Yeah. Go and play in that same position, and then you do what you do what what, what you're saying. I guarantee you, your first two touches will be horrendous. <laughs> hey, do you know what I think the beef is? I think they're not angry at Arsenal fan TV. I That's think it. they feel it's that they're embarrassed that Arsenal fan TV are embarrassing Arsenal Football Club. That's why those supporters but, would be uh, like, uh, yeah, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal yeah, fan nah, TV but, embarrassing <laughs> Arsenal or yeah, Arsenal embarrassing, embarrassing Arsenal? No, both. Both. The irony is, it's both. You know what I think's happening here? No, I it's no, it's display. What do you think is racism? I'm just thinking. Yeah, Arsenal fans. Arsenal fans. It is because let's be honest. If this was cool and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong. Doing Arsenal, doing up Arsenal fan TV, yeah. they would, they would support it. They would support yeah. it. Yeah. No, but it's that. Because well, it's rugby. Rugby's got. It's that plus displaced anger. These idiots think that because that because you can see Arsenal fan TV, it's them. But you're, you're the one seeing the board aren't doing nothing. They're not doing. Arsenal fan TV's been around for long. It's Arsenal fan TV who you're blaming for the fact that Aubameyang has missed goals. Or Jack has given away penalties. That's the fan TV, not the fact that they just not playing well. You know what? These are these are men, yeah. I'm gonna be real. These are men that spend their good money and jump in their cars and drive and follow this team around the country. Pre-season, they fly with them on their own planes. Baku, when it was hard to go to Baku, who paid tickets to go and sleep in crap hotels to watch your club go and get pop four-one in the final? Who travels with these guys? Who goes to watch the women's team at Boreham Woods week by week? Mm. It's them. You don't do it. Diligently. You don't do it, but you but think you, you can criticize them. That's like me going to one of those United fan channels and saying, oh, you're rubbish, you're not good. But they go to United games every week. It's true. Mm. Even I can't talk about them. Mm. It's like troops, I don't like him, but he, you'll hear him talk about the women's team all the time. You'll hear exactly. Talk about the women's team. Because He's he goes to invest. watch them. I can't go say anything to them. That's true. I'm not going to chat United fans. It's true, I can't. Neither I can't. Not. I can't have my opinion. That's I why I say that. Opinion. Yeah. Opinion. Saying someone going home, away games, traveling, travelling. To, to, to get out your club. To tell them to get out your club. It's not cheap to do this. <laughs> the, ticket of, the cost of Arsenal tickets it's are mad. ridiculous yeah. for no success. I'm saying no success. I'm saying we can't give a laugh. It's mad. We've got the most expensive season tickets. For what? For what? Arsenal tickets are the most expensive. For what? For what? What are we doing that we want to make? If someone was telling me it was Chelsea. That was the most expensive. Or my makes it they've won something in this decade yeah, that yeah, is yeah. out of notes. Arsenal are, are charging the most for what? For what? Yeah. <laughs> like you know what? I've I've told I've told fans that just like love the game, yeah. Best right now, your best parameter, if you're talking about games, because you know people like to play FIFA and that, your best parameter is actually football manager. Yeah. Because really? they actually do their business. They hire scouts, they go to clubs around the world, 
and find out about players. The they, and the attributes and how good they can become, they talk to people. It's not. It's gone from being just a game to people actually doing Use their thing. It. So much so that now when you're playing the game, it's not as simple as, hey, do your tactics, put this guy here, 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 mm. and see if your team wins or not. It's not that simple. You need to do things because they try their best to try and get you to play the game as real as you can be. At times, yeah, at times, at times. Right. So, oh, yo, yeah, oh boy, so oh boy. Listen, so almost feel, almost feel university. <laughs> Listen. So, if you want to understand the game and how things are done, mm. go do it. Because I'll be honest, sometimes it's just a game, but I'll be playing it, and a player somebody's unhappy about something. I pick an option to say you shouldn't be really moaning about this. Suddenly, you're stressed, and the whole team becomes unhappy. Yeah. That happens yeah. in Real football. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Because if yeah. the rumors are true about Aubameyang being unhappy at Arsenal, Aubameyang has pull. Aubameyang is popular yeah. within that camp. So if he's, not, he's unhappy, he's not getting what he wants. The whole team might not be unhappy. The whole team. Pochettino well, had pulled with this team for so long. As soon as a couple of heads started saying, I'm not happy about this, the whole, the whole thing crumbled. Yeah. Yeah. He's been one of the... Yeah. Mourinho has been in Spurs three weeks. Last, well, the last two years, we've been talking about Odevaro definitely leaving Tottenham at some point. All of a sudden, he signed a three-year contract, contract, and he's thirty plus. <laughs> like, do you see him? This is what I'm talking about. It happens because it happens. Yeah, for a manager, you know what? Not only, in, not only is that man happy, Mourinho is happy. I keep saying see that. You see that Spurs team reminds me of that 2005. Chelsea team. Mm. I've been. Mm-hmm. We said it. We said mm-hmm. it. Even so, Dyer. So even Dyer's come out of nowhere. It's performing. It's gonna be crazy. So it's just about how you manage players. That's what it is at the end of the day. You can shout at players. You can shout at Arsenal fan TV. But the key members are the people that play for your club and manage your club and run the club. You have no bearing whatsoever. The only bearing you have is putting your money into tickets that help the club. Yeah. That's as far as it goes. If, if, no one, if no one turned up to the game... But that's what happened though. The Southampton game, no one was there and he got fired. Mm. And they didn't want to fire him, you can tell. They didn't want to. But if they're not making money, do it. Yeah. Don't go to games. Because then, who, who are you going to moan at? You moan at the club. If they, if they, if oh, Emery... Well, they finished 2-0. I told you, I told you now you're losing, man. I told you now you're losing. Please, you didn't have to remind me. I told you now you're losing. I told you now you're losing. If that Southampton game was a full turnout and they got their money, it would have been the same thing. It's purely because no one showed up or no one really showed up. You can tell by the way they even it happened afterwards. They had no plan. They didn't know what they were going to do. Because they wanted to keep him, and it's just hilarious by the board anyway. So honestly, Arsenal fan TV are doing nothing wrong. I wanted to continue to thrive. Yeah. Continue to do yeah. Make money. Nah, I want to make your money. Yeah, but make your money. Hopefully, we can get we can get Robbie on the show. You know, that'll be up there. You know, go. You know, if you want to meet, meet, if you want to meet all these kind of guys, go to that like um the raise you get your raise your game things they do at um the Emirates every year. Mm. Um, all that stuff. Tickets are like ten pound at most. Yeah. And you meet so many characters from there. Yeah. I met um. Jordan Bryan from Channel 4 yeah. over there. Now Jordan Bryan's my friend. Oh, sick. And he's helped me. I've gone to his podcast. Yeah. Um, I met a guy called Stell. He's from um, Cyprus. Yeah. But he's interviewed Paul Pogba before. Oh, he sick. showed me, that's the first thing he showed me evidence. Like, listen, if, if you think I'm not really legit, mm. here's my interview mm. in person, the audio and the text. Mm. Like, in 2018, he got me onto the BBC. Wow. That's sick. Just go to these events, man. You'll meet yeah, people. Man. You'll, you'll, you'll Don't do worry, thing. next year, 
We're gonna, we're gonna 2020, go yeah? Thrive, my but, friend. Uh, yeah, Thrive. we're gonna bring the podcast to a close. Um, thanks, Michael, for coming down. Yeah, Appreciate it, man. Thank um, you. Thanks for having me, yeah, man. Please um, enlighten everyone um, where you can find um, Free and Midfield and where they can find you on Twitter, um, Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever it's called. Okay, um, my personal Twitter yeah. is uh, at Coach Kojo. That's K O J O. And my Instagram is Coach underscore Kojo B. Um, I, Instagram, I don't really post football stuff, but I'm going to do that more often. Yeah. On Twitter, I don't really care what you think. I'm going to say what my players <laughs> on football. Active. So I will say it with my chest. If you like it, cool. If you don't like it, block me. That's me right there. Thank you. I'll follow you back. Um, and my podcast, Free in Midfield. Um, you can find us on Twitter as uh, Free, as Free in Midfield. Yeah. That's the number three for all the social medias um, in Midfield, SoundCloud, Spotify. Apple podcast um, and there's so you know if you follow my podcast account you see there's so many other podcasts that we follow mm-hmm. and I tell you right now we don't follow nonsense podcast all of them are fantastic yeah. so follow all of them listen to them listen if you think you enjoy my content you will enjoy their content as yeah. well so and make sure as well, we need to do another football match the, the game that the okay game that okay got, listen 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 get released. listen <laughs> listen <laughs> Listen. Wait, ask Michael. Listen. What we listen. Do to his you know team. what? Are you pammed him, yeah. You know what? No, you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened, yeah. I went. Like, I, wait, we. Been I, I just. <laughs> absolutely. I just. I just bought. I bought four. I was it three of us? Four, four of us. I bought three friends. I just said, you know what, guys? These guys want to play football against us. One, one of them was the other guy from the podcast, and two friends that play football here and there. So I was like, you know what? They want to come play. When we arrived in here, I saw this guy. I saw Tunde lacing up. Socks, boots, <laughs> everything. Ah, and I'm here thinking, I was thinking, wait, I was thinking, wait, I thought this is kickabout. Like, what's going on here? All right, cool. They go into the cage. These men are doing like rondo, kicking the ball here, here, here. Warm ups. And I'm just there, like, yeah, guys, listen. Listen. I didn't, so in that moment, I thought, you know what? I got I to just try and play correct. So I tried my best. I, I scored a few goals. I was doing my thing. Um, there's the, who's the guy that was not making bare people? Oh, Zarko. Zarko. <laughs> Listen, this guy was not making guys, yeah? This guy was not making guys, but he, he did not make me fall. Like, he did not make me, so I thought, okay, cool. Zarko. I'm going to survive this, because they're also recording this. So if it's not going through my legs, I'm good. I scored goals, I tackled, I did my thing. You can't complain about me. And then, in the last minute, we were like, okay, next two goals wins or whatever. We just start a new one quickly, innit? I scored a goal, I was like, great. And then, Go to the corner, I'm defending. I go one on against him. I'm trying my best to keep my legs closed, yeah? And then I stick my leg out to get the ball. At that moment, this guy said, nutmeg. <laughs> and then when he went, when he went through my legs, yeah? When he went through my legs, yeah? Because when, I'm, when I'm like kind of embarrassed about something, I just pause in it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> went through my legs, yeah? I looked up, I kid you not, there's a camera right there. <laughs> Right there, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my the god! The thing that is so lucky is that somehow the footage got lost. Because oh, yeah, my life. god is an awesome god. <laughs> my god is an awesome god. I got life. You got life. Definitely set it up again, though. Yeah, I'm bringing footballers from Spain, uh, cool. bro. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna wrap this up now. Um, and next year should be a great year for the back page by God's grace. And we are out. Out. Right. Yes. So, 